fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen Back. Hey. Hi, guys. Welcome to our podcast. It's about the L Word. Every week we recap another episode of the L Word, the wonderful show about a certain type of lesbian in a certain place. <laughs> in a certain time period. At a certain time period. Yeah. Today we are recapping episode 206, Lagrimas de Oro. Which, which means, means golden tears. Tears of gold. Yeah. That's tears what, that if, gold. if you're rich, when you cry, it's golden tears right yes absolutely um i mean i i, I hear that's what it is I'm it's either sparkling rich. water or can gold, you imagine crying gold. sparkling water oh my god and then it was like it would be like little glitter on your face oh that would be nice that'd be so much cuter than when i cry <laughs> and i just look like first like claire danes and i look like a loch ness monster for days and like my eyes are so swollen that i can barely see out of them and everyone's like yeah I only, are you okay and i'm like no you're like i'm clearly not okay i only no. cry a couple times a year um, <laughs> but when i do it's whew, it's a lot <laughs> uh, this episode originally aired March 27th, 2005. Um, it was written by Guinevere Turner, who we love. Yes. And was directed by Jeremy Podeswa. Who we have no feelings about, although it does seem that he is a, a man. He is, in fact, a man. He has directed a ton of hour, hour-long drama shows. Mm. Um, just a, a like very uh, a lengthy resume of, of television drama directing. Oh, I mean, same, but... You've also directed many television dramas? Yeah. Um, like, what, have you, what have you directed? Um, in the mid-90s, um, I had a few series. They were mostly, like, it was local access. It was mostly just mm. in my house. Like, I filmed them on my handy cam. Um, like, we did a series called Runaway Train um, based on the Soul Asylum song. It's a beautiful um, song. It was about a girl who ran away from home. Is it also maybe influenced by the book series The Boxcar Children? Uh, absolutely, yes. That was my Amazing. life goal, was Amazing. to live in a boxcar. <laughs> Who didn't want to live in a boxcar <laughs> after reading The Boxcar Children? What a weird, weird <laughs> a series weird. of books. <laughs> I know, yeah. I remember the first time I walked to the store alone, I felt like a boxcar child. <laughs> but then I got in trouble for walking to the store alone, and then I felt like myself. You know? Uh, speaking of... Speaking of what? <laughs> getting in trouble for going to the store. <laughs> Let's jump into this episode. We open at a pool. It is the W Hotel. The one on the west side. Yes, it is. Where Kit is <laughs> having some kind of encounter with the tow guy <laughs> and talking. He's away from his family nine months a year. So we have established that he has a family. Yes. And it's uh, it has a wife, it would seem, and it's not Kit. Uh, yeah. But he, they talk. He touches her hand. The song that we're hearing is some sort of da, like, da, like da, kind of like da, 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 kind of thing, but yeah. it's the theme song. It's the version of the theme song. Right. And uh, they're like, we shouldn't do this. And then they're like, let's bang. And then they do. Yeah. So this is cool because this is like showing <laughs> us that like straight people can make bad sex decisions just yeah, like lesbians. Totally. You know, it's really about equality. It is about equality. Then we get the theme song. Love that theme song. Mm-hmm. And then we are... At Paradise Pines or whatever. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Or whatever. It's Paradise Dina's- Apartment for Estranged Wives. <laughs> it's Dina's new apartment. This is the home for pregnant youths. <laughs> like this is like where they ship, ship you away. This is the nunnery where Tina's <laughs> been sent. 
to have her single baby alone to be the a single mom. Ray. Yeah. Where you get to bring one friend and yeah. it's Alice. <laughs> and she will help you move in. But you must listen to Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Yeah. So they're listening to Hit Me With The Best Shot. I want you to know there's a giant box in that apartment that says, that says live plant. Live plant. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gigantic box. <laughs> there is absolutely no way there was ever a plant in that box. I wanted it to be like Little Shop of Horrors where like a plant came <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And ideally ate Mark and Gomi, but they aren't in the scene. Anyway, so Tina's moving into this house and her and Alice are dancing. Well, first Tina hangs up some terrible art. And then she's like, is this straight? And I was like, ha, funny, but like it wasn't. It wasn't. And then they keep <laughs> adjusting it and it's still not straight. And then it bothered me for the rest of this scene because <laughs> I have obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> I'm not just saying that either. I actually have it. She, she was like, this is my only piece of art that doesn't remind me of Bet. And I'm like, yeah, because you like stole like it from a stole bank from a lobby. <laughs> you stole it from a red roof in. Yeah, because you painted this in seventh grade. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's like they, they like jump around. They do some air guitaring. Yeah, um, it's semi-cute. Alice is kind of cute here. But, uh, you know, Tina's whatever. And then Helena just waltzes the fuck mm -hmm. in. And Don't she looks walk in. She looks horrifying. She is horrified. As she's if like, she is, women are having fun in the middle of the day. She's never seen adults have fun before in her entire What's life. What's in that live plant box? My, like, <laughs> my accent for <laughs> Helena has nothing to do with a British anything. I'm just like... <laughs> Just a I'm different accent. woman, yeah. Uh, Mid-Atlantic. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I was going to the continent. Helena is completely uninterested in Alice as a person. And Alice is completely uninterested in Helena At as one a point, Alice is holding a hammer and just like kind of swinging it around yeah. in the air. <laughs> which again, would have been a great moment for Mark and Gomi to come in, get smashed by get a hammer. Smashed by but a we hammer, don't yeah. all get what we want. Um, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. Helena expositions a bit about the Peabody Foundation dinner for grant recipients, which is happening on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tina's like, see you there. Yeah. And Alice interrogates her about whether or not they've slept together. You know, friend stuff. Then, speaking of friends, we go to Shenny's. And by the way, in the beginning, you can see that on Jenny's desk, she has the whole lesbian sex book and a book by Kate Atkinson. But that's all you can tell. And then we go into the kitchen where Jenny is talking about Carmen. She is talking about Carmen. Speaking of Carmen's. People named Carmen because sometimes not just a fictional character, but a real life person could be named Carmen. We have a very special guest with us today. Hi. Please state your name for the oh. record. <laughs> My name is Carmen Rios. Carmen Marie Apollonia Rios. Oh my God. Wow. Your name is beautiful. What a sophisticated name. <laughs> that is really sophisticated. That sounds rich. Yeah. Carmen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. I'm excited. Who? Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Tell us, tell the listeners about who you are. Um, I'm a feminist writer, editor. I call myself a digital media superstar on LinkedIn. Hell yeah. Um, I was with Autoshadow for a very long time as a contributing editor and a feminism editor and a community director social media yeah bunch Car of things she did a ton of stuff if you are a longtime auto style reader you are familiar with you are Carmen, very familiar for with sure yes and i'm now the managing digital editor at ms magazine hell awesome. yeah. um i host the propaganda podcast for bitch magazine double hell yeah and i still do a lot of writing for other people and when i was at auto Straddle, i watched the l word for the first time so that's a great segue into what is your l word origin story um <laughs> everyone had already watched the l word <laughs> like everyone i knew or would ever deign to meet or was ever going to meet <laughs> 
had already watched the L word and I was so uninterested in the L word as I often am with things that other people like, like rent. It was like a very, it was like 12 years later. I get like that too. Yeah. Like I'm like, if, if everyone else is talking about it, I don't want to talk about it. I'm better than that. So then I was like, maybe I should watch the L word, but I was in like a long distance relationship. Like I didn't really have a good solid support system around me. It's always a risk. Yeah. You know, when you get involved in something like this, yeah, you have to be sure you have your people. Yeah. And when I was looking at the article, I ended up writing at the end of this experience that I had in 2014. So when I was 24 or 25, that apparently it was literally two weeks, just two (laughs) weeks. And like in 2014, I was working at a children's center full time slash part time. So sort of like Tina. Yeah. And then... For two weeks, I guess I just like would wake up in the morning, watch the L word, come home, watch the L word, like spend the weekend watching the L word. And I feel like I blacked a lot of it out. But when I looked back, I realized like it was so fun and then it was so scary. And so, yeah, so when we did at Autostraddle to celebrate the 10 year anniversary of the premiere of the L word, we did a whole week of like L word content. And one of those pieces of content, which is one of my favorite pieces of content ever, because it's so funny, is Carmen's like 14 or something like 20 thoughts I had while watching the L word. And it was all like texts you sent to your then girlfriend and to Steph. Like, I just remember there was something about the hamster line in there. The sad hamster. Yes. Yeah. I was reading to refresh that. Who is it? Carmen. She like looks yeah. Shane deep in the eye. And they talk about Shane's dead hamster. <laughs> hamster pass. Yeah. Hamster hashtag hamster pass. <laughs> who was your, if you had one, who was your favorite character of the L word? You know, when I was watching it the first time, I was like, I like Dana. And that's why I hate this show. Okay. <laughs> like. But now I was watching it and I was, well, I also always loved Carmen. I don't like people who have my name like 90% Mm. of the time, but with Carmen on the L word and Carmen Electra, it's always been okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So I liked her and then I felt like watching it again. I was like, oh, I am an Alice. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Being an Alice sneaks up on you. Yeah. Did you feel like you suddenly got things you didn't get, like cultural references you didn't get before after having seen it? Yes. <laughs> I Well, because in between the time when I apparently like had my hours cut at work and watched the L word for like 45 hours a day, <laughs> I've since moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> and I remember hating on the L word for all of the things that didn't happen and all of the stories that didn't exist. But then I was like, this seems actually like the very strange lesbian scene in Los Angeles. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, I also was reminded that before I lived in L.A., I feel like people who lived in L.A. would recount like gay girl drama and stuff to me. And I'd be like, this is this is this is like speculative. I don't even know. (laughs) This is not possible. It's not real and it's not happening. And I feel like I used to watch the L word and be like, that would never happen. That's no one's life. And then when I moved to L.A., I realized all that gossip was true and real <laughs> and like kind of tame. And then rewatching the show was kind of like that being like, oh man, people do do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. I feel like, yes, it happens. Something that happened later in this episode was pretty much like a, I was like, oh, that is something people do here. <laughs> Can't wait to get to that part. I'm excited. Should we get back to the scene? Yeah. So Jenny is asking Shane if she thinks Carmen is actually into her. And Mark is also in the kitchen with them. And he starts trying to understand the complicated lesbian sexual dynamics going on. 
But he's like, you guys, you don't, you don't like to share chicks, huh, Shane? I fucking hate Mark. I can't even talk about him. And then he asks Shane how she gets girls to go home with her. Still? And she answers. Yeah. Which I, I was, I was like, what? I don't. Like you didn't, she keeps telling him to fuck off, but that part she did answer. She did. She was like, you make eye contact. You listen to them. And you listen to them. And you let them talk. And then you don't talk too much. And he's like, that's true. Women be talking, you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, maybe if he sticks his hand into the, into the sink, somebody could turn on yeah. the garbage. Disposal, <laughs> and right. then he could, his whole body could get sucked into the sink through the garbage through disposal. His arm, and yeah. then he'd just go around and around like a fork like in the garbage disposal. And then shreds of Mark would come out of the And they sink. would just continue what they're doing because they don't yeah. care. Right. Well, just so you know, if Mark's hitting on you, he tells a tragic childhood story. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, that's like an MRA thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, oh, yep. my God. Uh, was this actually happening, like, however long ago? I mean, if you told me that Gomi was like one of those MRA guys, I would a hundred thousand percent believe he's read. What's the book? The Pickup Artist yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Gomi wrote that. Yeah. Book. Gomi wrote that book. But there is a Stars song playing in this scene, which. Oh, um, really? There was? Mm-hmm. I did not even notice there was music because of the like silence in my soul. Because <laughs> I also Same. feel like the first time I watched this, I did not take away that Mark was particularly like a D-bag. I mean, I knew right. he wasn't a good guy, but I feel like watching it now, I'm like, oh is like the worst one of the worst men that could have ever existed in time like you're not just like a typical dude who's sometimes sexist you're like actively doing a lot of really fucked up shit and saying and doing things that i feel like even when people were less familiar with the vocabulary of gay lives that were just really strange and offensive things to say to your roommate yeah why do you think that your concept of him changed from one from your first watch to now I have been thinking a lot about this lately. Right, because we were talking about this last week because we were both mm-hmm. like, why? Because at the time, again, like I was like, Mark is bad, but I wasn't like, I want, I would like to see Mark murdered in a gruesome <laughs> bloody way. Yeah. And now watching it, I'm like, just horrified. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is, I don't know, because I've been thinking about it a lot lately and I feel like there is a constant, as I, a raging feminist, get older, <laughs> there's a constant recognition of the things I used to think were normal that mm. are actually extremely terrible and should not be allowed mm. to be seen as benign. <laughs> so there's like this growing sense of why did I think that that was bad but inevitable kind of behavior to now me being like, no, you're an actively bad person who is choosing to actively hurt people by mm-hmm. being a total D-bag. Yeah. So let me go to the planet. Dana is like, hey, Alice, let's go fuck right now. Tanya's at a meeting. We have a little bit of time. And Alice is like, girl, you need to break up with her. We can't keep doing this. Yeah. She's like, no, we're not just going to be, I'm not going to be your backdoor woman. We're not just going to do anal in the fucking planet all the time. You have to break up with your fucking monster robot girlfriend. And Dana admits, this is the first time I think she's like, I want to be with you. But like, they're sort of like, you do have to break up with Tanya. And then to express her affection. Uh, Dana slips off her shoe. Oh, my God. (laughs) The barefoot to ankle situation Mm -mm. really Mm -mm. perplexed me. And I need to ask, like, has that ever happened to you? We would do it in like middle school. (laughs) (laughs) Like like footsie was a real thing we did in middle school. (laughs) Neither was that a part of my past. We saw it. You saw it in a movie. I know this sounds insane, but that I remember this. But in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, my God. 
But I think it wow. wasn't even the playing footsie. It was the sliding <laughs> off of the shoe and the touching to not even like a bare ankle. Like it wasn't like a, it was like a jean. It was a, it was a boot leg. Twas denim. Yeah, it was a, it was a, boot, it was a, a boot cut denim. It was a slightly flared <laughs> denim leg. And she was just rubbing her bare foot against it. And this is all going down at one of the most public places to sit at this godforsaken yeah. place. Like and they're not dating no. publicly. And Dana and is Dana's like famous. The, one of, yes, she's like the most famous one. I think one of the most incredulous things about this season of the show is the level of fame that, t- that Dana is supposed to have and yeah. how she never gets recognized anywhere <laughs> in West Hollywood on the show. While cheating on her extremely While powerful girlfriend her who is also her manager. Yeah. Right. Dana says she can't break up with Tanya because she like got her. She made this like big tennis tournament for her. And I it's like the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity <laughs> Heineken tennis tournament. That's what I'm calling it. Uh, Slam, I, and Slam and jamming. Yes. <laughs> then we go to the Pine Paradise Falls. Melrose Place. <laughs> Melrose Place. Bet goes to visit Tina to see if she likes the apartment or whatever. Completely unexpectedly. Just, yeah. Just shows just up. Shows up. I like, think this is the first time we see Bat in jeans. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> it it is. Yeah. Maybe the only time. Not really a denim kind of gal. I mean, she looks very pretty. She always looks pretty. Yeah, but she looks especially pretty in this she scene. She always looks pretty in this scene. When Tina was mean to her, I was like, how can you be mean to that She's face? She's so pretty. <laughs> um, so, well, first she's like, are you going to invite me in? And Tina's like, no. Not really in the mood. I don't want company yeah. right now. It's not even like, nah, bitch. Yeah. It's like, I just, no one... No I, one's coming I want in. to be alone. Yeah, I get that. I'm raising this baby by myself. Again, this is another scene where I'm recycling these boxes by myself. Yeah, yeah. the live plant will eat you if you go inside. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to protect you. And Bet's basically like, I've given it some thought. This is one of the the times where you actually feel like Bet's trying. Yeah, she's like, I've thought about it and. It's a little bit bananas that you didn't tell me you were having a goddamn like, baby. So about that whole baby thing. What the fuck? Yeah. She's like, we picked the sperm together. We conceived of having a baby together. You That's were like, pregnant I while we were donor. still together. And then we broke up. But like, what the fuck? And Tina's like, you weren't there for me or whatever. Like you weren't there. And that was like, I am here like I messed up but also like I'm here right now yeah and I believe what she says is I fucked up I did not fuck off which I <laughs> yeah. wrote down because it was strange yeah it is strange but also that's because Tina was like you just fucked off but also like, I feel like that's like, like but that? you didn't tell me you were pregnant yeah and, and like, Tina's so pregnant Tina's <laughs> exceptionally pregnant she's like she's like did you use the donor that I picked out that is my friend and yeah she was like yes yes I did bet <laughs> And Beth's like, well, then it's our baby. And she's, she's like, like, I just need to think about it, okay? I know. She does a really, again, terrible performance here <laughs> yeah. from Laura Holloman. Well, and like blast from the past, this was the good old days before there was any legal precedent for babies. <laughs> yep. Like yeah. they have, and they have this like very honest conversation about yeah. how there's no legal framework for either of them yep. to rely on. Mm-hmm. So Tina's like, I'm kidnapping the unborn yeah. baby. yeah. You don't get it at all. Yeah. yeah. And, and she, that's like if we were husband and wife, this would be my baby. And that's fucking true. It and is I, true. it is mean. I think it's especially regardless. Yeah. Like bet fucked up and everything. But Big I think time. that like if there's a situation where the only reason you're not doing something is because legally like our system of laws doesn't like make room for same sex relationships, then it's evil to like take advantage of that. Yeah. 
And you know what else I just thought of? Like, even though they weren't married and Bet doesn't owe Tina anything, she did agree to like give her basically alimony and find her a place to live, even though legally she doesn't have to, because she is trying to respect their relationship as if it were. Right. And so I don't know. I think Tina owes her the same. Come yeah. back after I give birth next week. <laughs> like she is so pregnant. She's I know so she, pregnant. she's allegedly three and a half months what? pregnant. No, false. Absolutely oh God, incorrect. I did not realize that because in my head I was rewatching just this specific episode and I was like, I saw in the recap that mm-hmm. that was like, oh, I'm the only one who doesn't know she's pregnant. So in my head, I'm like, OK, so what? It's been like a week since Tina got knocked up. And then no when she showed up, I was like, is Tina like eight months pregnant? And that just felt like they haven't seen each Are other in twins? so long. Well, you know, Tina's been wearing a lot of like flowy caftans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shawls. She's been wearing a lot of blanket scarves. Yeah. And um, and Beth's yeah, it's so like a snuggie. <laughs> yeah. Beth doesn't notice. No, it's insane. And then she shuts the door in Beth's face. And yep. Beth's like, cool, 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 cool. Then we go back to Shenny's where Shane is rolling a joint and the odd girl out by Bebo Brinker is sitting on their table. Wow, good, good eyes. I'm just, I every time I go to someone's house, every time I see someone's house on TV, I'm like, what are your books? <laughs> you know? So Carmen... Uh, I don't Carmen like Carmen takes a rose of beer at Shane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, no, I feel like they start flirting before yeah. that. They start flirting. Is Shane with, initiating with the, beer. the flirting? I hard to say. Carmen's like, I'm gonna drink this entire beer. And then they're just like flirting and then like throwing beers on each other. Pouring it's, beer at yeah, each other, really. Yeah. But like they're happy about it. And yeah. they seem yeah. ostensibly like pretty sober. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. pretty weird. I, that is not something people in LA do. That no. is. No, no I've never not. seen anyone like intentionally throw beer on someone else. I also think that like we know that Shane is like struggling financially. So like, why would you waste a beer? Yeah, we drink also it. know that Shane knows that her friend is attracted to this person yep. who's her ex. But when Jenny walks in, <laughs> it's so she funny looks, she looks like a ghost <laughs> who just <laughs> crawled out of the attic and was like clawing her way downstairs. She looks like the girl from The Ring. Yes. <laughs> Like, I felt like she was going to come in and be like, (laughs) like her outfit is insane. Her hair suddenly looks super weird. She looks like a living doll. And she's just standing there looking at them. And then also in that shot, we realize that there's a whole couch full of people. There's all these people in the house that we had there's no so idea they were there. extras. And then we find out that Mark is filming those people. He is actively filming mm-hmm. the lesbian. Did they sign them. releases? Yeah, that was my first thought, obviously. So And also, so Mark is in there with this camera asking them, would you hook up with a guy for a million dollars? Like... Obviously. (laughs) But wait, everyone hesitates until Carmen steps it up and is like, for a million dollars, I wouldn't just hook up with a guy. I'd hook up with a Republican. Like, why up the stage? No one asked her to do that (laughs) for any amount of money. (laughs) Could have just been a guy. I would make out with a guy for $100. Oh, I don't know, $100. Really? Not for $100? If you were single? Uh Yeah, $100. $1,000? $1,000, I would would make out with a $1,000? Yeah, a thousand. I mean, it depends on the guy. If I get to pick the guy. Tangentially, I recently found out that surrogates only make like 50K and I was incensed. <laughs> I thought they made more like 100. Shouldn't they? Should make no, a really million like, dollars. Someone told me that they, they carry make like 100K a child. K it's per like baby. the scariest thing of all time. Ask yeah. Tina. And I just. <laughs> so, yeah, I think a million is a fair asking price. That's what Mark should have. He should have been like, would you carry a baby? <laughs> 
for an infertile straight couple for a million dollars. And I'd be like, where do you want me to carry it? <laughs> <laughs> and then I would not be invited to their house to hang out anymore. And, and Mark's like, yeah, I'd make out with a guy for a million dollars. A lot less than that, actually. It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously. I I think most people would make out with a guy for a thousand dollars. I think so. Yeah, making out's pretty benign. <laughs> yeah. I mean, money yeah, is quite, money. Quite benign. He, they agreed to be in his dumb exploitative movie for twenty dollars. For if like, he's even paying, those. he said twenty dollars an interview. No, but the extras. Yeah, those extras. They're doing. He, they should they're be doing like it for free. We're doing perhaps. this for free. We're making out in front of you for free. Where's you know we should be getting paid for this. They're like, where's our million? Never dollars? make out in front of a man for free. Yes. Get the money first. Get the money <laughs> first up front. And if he's filming it, you deserve at least a million dollars. Yeah. Um. Also, I. Yeah, who's, I mean, I'm sure they've all hooked up with Republicans, right? She says that Republicans can be hot. And Jenny says, Republicans are fucking scary. And then Carmen says, scary can be sexy. And then Shane says that they're stupid. And then Carmen says, stupid can be sexier. And she's like... No, she said, stupid Shane can be even sexier. Okay, yes, you got it. It's important because she's literally yeah, telling... Telling Tom. Shane that she's an idiot and that <laughs> is also sexy. <laughs> and then uh, and then Car- and then Shane just starts making out with uh with no, that girl then mark ups the ante yeah he does like would you make out with your friend for a million dollars your oh, two God. friends for a million just dollars? hypothetically any two friends just maybe these two right here like you guys and then shane starts making out with her extra and jenny which and is Carmen drew, leaves drew's, to get beer. drew's crush oh yeah drew's drew's crush. oh i did some digging i think that that girl was eileen shaken's assistant at the time oh my god her assistant. I'm pretty Imagine sure. Imagine that job listing. Uh, I don't, because I, I, I checked IMDb and it was like Baby Dyke 1 was also Baby Dyke 1 from that other episode when we had right. Drew on the show and is in like another episode and then also is, has a credit as Eileen Shaken's assistant. So I think it's the same person. Must manage calendar, step in to make out scenes when needed. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to run out and grab a Jamba Juice and then you got to come back and you got to make out with Kate Manning. Maybe she was like, I'm not being paid enough. And she's like, all right. Just I'll let you make show. out with Kate Manning. She's and she's like, like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> In this scene, Carmen is wearing a shirt that says, everyone loves a Latin girl. Um, this is, so I, I don't know if you guys know this, I worked at Urban Outfitters around mm-hmm. the time the show was airing. Uh, and this shirt is from Urban Outfitters. They had a whole bunch of them. They sure did. They had everyone loves a Jewish girl. Everyone yeah. loves an Asian girl. Yeah. And they were all incredibly offensive. Yeah. The everyone loves an Asian girl shirt at one point was recalled and remade with a different <laughs> font because it had an incredibly racist font. Yeah, on I remember it. that font. Everyone loves a Jewish girl when it was first made had dollar signs on it. And then that oh was recalled and then reissued. But I worked there at the time and purchased the one with the dollar signs <laughs> because I was like, this is horrifying. I'm obviously going Man, to buy I wish this I with had my that. discount. I definitely don't have it anymore, but I wish I did. Um, and I'm pretty sure the everyone loves a Latin girl at one point because there's like there's like peppers on it, like chili peppers. <laughs> oh my god! So I think that at, that was also then reprinted without the peppers. Anyway, these were in, an incredibly offensive collection of clothes. They were flying off the shelves. Uh-huh. We were getting them sold out of them constantly. Do you think oh, yeah. that the decision was made before or after the subsequent controversy? <laughs> like, I think was it was this after. Like Eileen being like, I'm gonna step in <laughs> and defend these shirts yeah by putting them on a not latina actress <laughs> <laughs> all right should we move on yeah bet goes to see some art oh yeah bet's going to a woman of a law um art exhibit and she's wearing a very sexy little cowl neck shirt mm-hmm. and of course helena is there because they i guess just bump into each other everywhere now yeah 
and Helena is like, congratulations on hiring Leo Ferreira, Carrera, Madeira. Carmen Carrera. Carmen, congratulations on hiring Carmen Carrera. <laughs> I look forward to your show being more diverse than it was before. Bet is doing that. Like, Bet basically becomes that gif of Julia Louis Dreyfus from Veep, where she's like laughing and it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> That's basically Bet at this moment because she has no idea what's going on. Yeah. So she leaves. What if it was up. Leonardo DiCaprio? She's like, congratulations on Leo DiCaprio. And <laughs> that she would was be like, like, oh my God. He likes art. Well, and this Titanic passive aggressive convo unfolds in front of a really dramatic piece of feminist art. Yes. That only Bet is interested in looking at. <laughs> she doesn't like look at any of the art. Yeah. She's like studying the art, thinking about its feminist context. <laughs> And then Helena is like, my only note was, did Bet lose her job? Dot, dot, dot. Like, I, I was like, who is this man? What job does he have? Oh, you're about to find out because Bet storms out of there, drives up to a fancy mansion in the I know, of the like night. this is like Friday Night Lights or something. Yeah. And then, they always do this at Friday Night Lights. Everyone's constantly going to everyone else's house in the middle of the night. And they're like, like, coach, I need to start this, tomorrow. And could he's this like, not wait until what? business hours? We all have phones. We work together. <laughs> <laughs> like, she goes, it's Franklin's house. He lives in a mansion. A big ass mansion with a gate and an intercom. Yeah. And she screams at him about yeah. Leo. Not Honestly, the gate or the intercom, but in person. No, 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 no she, in person. Get, she actually is, she's like, it's bad. And like, they let her in. Yeah. They should not let her in. Honestly, this is inappropriate, but I loved that she went and woke up a man and yelled at him. Yeah, definitely. And so basically it's like, um, Leo Herrera, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to help them make money. Bet thinks it's in violation of her contract, but it's not. And he's not taking Bet's job. He's just helping. So then she gets in her car and she gets her little headset and she calls Tina, Tina to bitch about these men. And because Tina is gay, she picks up. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because she should not have. Yeah. When the person who like earlier that day was like, oh, I want to co-parent. And you were like, I really just don't know. And then later on, they call you in the middle of the night. And yeah. you're like, hello, how are you? What's up? Are you okay? Are you okay? I love What's you. Going on? I mean, calm. Um, what? And, uh, She's like, your little friend, Helena Peabody, are you sleeping with her? Yeah. She calls her a fucking dragon. <laughs> that woman will eat you alive. And Tina's and like, a yeah. And a vampire. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being eaten alive by that woman, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then Beth's like, ah. And then Tina hangs up. Tina yeah. will not be told who to fuck. She's like, we're not doing this. I picked up because you were sensitive and alone. <laughs> 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 then we go to the, oh, we're driving. Or we're getting ready to drive. Yeah. Yep. They're, Another phone call. We're, we're loading up a Subaru. Yeah. Dana's wearing a cute little tennis outfit and Tauntaun's being weird. And yeah. Alice calls Dana and is like, hey, have you told her yet? And Dana's like, stop pressuring me. And like, seriously, it makes me want to scream. Alice, she said she would do it after the tournament. They're packing the car yeah, to go like to the tournament. <laughs> it's very early. You need to relax. Did people text when this came out? This was a question no. I wrote. Oh, Honestly, really. no. I don't. Like, not was really. texting possible? It I was possible, it was, but Dana it was. And Alice would have had texting. Eh? Yeah. It was possible, but it was not popular. It was not a thing that anyone really did. I just yet. feel like when you want to check in on your girl yeah. while she's with her actual partner mm -hmm. in, a, in a closed, contained space, you don't call on a cell phone. You don't. And say, did you do it yet? Like, it's like a text you send hey, and you pray that that person doesn't have text reveal on. Exactly. Because counterpoint, she could see the text come up. Although if you're having an affair, you should definitely switch your um, your settings. Thinking about how 
texting wasn't really a thing makes me think about how phone calls were a thing, which makes me think about phone calls in general, which makes me think about what? The To Ellen Back Hotline! Woo! That's right! Have you heard? We've got a hotline. The hot, number is 971-217-6130. You can call mm-hmm. us anytime and leave a voicemail. Sure can. You can tell us anything. You can tell anything. us to fuck off. Please don't do that. You can tell us about your L Word origin story, your thoughts on an upcoming episode, your hot goss, whatever. Sometimes we'll put prompts up on social. Anyway, we've got a couple callers. Pew, 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 pew. Let's see what they have to say. Hi, Reese and Carly. Uh, my name is Jess, and I'm from West Virginia. Just wanted to say I love the podcast. It always gets my week off to a really good start. So thanks for making Monday funny, because there's not really much else about Monday that's funny. Um, one thing I really appreciate your show is how you give all the additional information about the characters or plot lines like the palm tree thing today blew my mind and so i wanted to share some information with you that i just happened upon um my wife and i were taking a trip down memory lane and we were watching some old school nickelodeon shows and i've actually been waiting for good old dr benjamin bradshaw to make his appearance so i could share this tidbit of shows filmed in canada interconnectivity so Charles S. Dutton, he has quite the acting resume, but I'm sure he's most proud of a two-episode stint that he had on a world-renowned show called Are You Afraid of the Dark? In particular, the episodes he was in were called The Tale of the Cutter's Treasure. Now, also starring in this episode, and I have to credit my wife for spotting this, is none other than Dominic Zambronia, the actor who plays Greg slash Jim in Jenny's shit show of a movie. You can watch this episode in installments on YouTube, and I highly recommend it. 10 out of 10 would watch again. Um, I can only assume that the lessons learned about fear in that episode really helped inform Benjamin's toe. Thanks, guys. Bye. Wow. Jess, oh, my God. Did you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Have any of you guys ever seen it? I was slightly older when it came out. My sister, who's four years younger, was really into it, but I never got into it. I was I was watching it, but as a child, and I don't recall the specifics of... Uh, I did not recall that Charles S. Dutton was on two episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's incredible. Yeah, that's some real detective work. Yeah, great job. Yeah. I also thought for some reason that palm trees were going to come back around. I thought it was going to be like, Charles S. Dutton was on this show, and, and he, he stole had, a palm tree. He stole a palm tree for his backyard <laughs> pool. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Jess, for that incredibly interesting tidbit. Everybody should go watch these episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which I'm sure are very spooky. So you should get really high and watch them and then see like, oh, my God, are you afraid of everything? I feel like Jess should make a podcast recapping the yeah. episodes of yeah, other shows two. starring oh members God. of the extended Outward cast. You're going to end up right. watching a lot of Battlestar Galactica. You're going to watch a lot of <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Probably, and probably a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because they have a different cast every uh, episode, right, or something, because they have tell different stories. Well, it's like the main kids are at the campfire, and then like, but then like the story they're telling is like always a different cast, mm. right? Jess, thank you so much for calling. <laughs> that number again, nine seven one two one seven six one three zero. You can give us a call anytime. Hi guys, um, I just wanted to say that a I'm extremely excited for Gen Q after the teaser trailer, um, and. Every single time Kate Monig is on screen, I'm just reaffirmed in how gay I am. Um, 
family looks incredible. Everyone looks incredible. I'm so excited. Um, I love your show, and I am really excited for a new generation of um, queer people to kind of get their own version of the L word that we get to connect with when we weren't necessarily young enough or old enough for the first one. So thanks, and I'm so excited to hear you guys cover Gen Q. Thank you, Anonymous. We're excited about Gen Q as well, but also a little terrified. Yeah, I was like, is it going to be a blessing to the next generation or is it just going to harm them the way it harmed us? us? Trauma is I'll tell you what, it's intergenerational trauma. trauma. (laughs) We just can't escape it. I think that this, I do think that uh, they're going to be a little bit more tapped into the zeitgeist this time around. Tapped into the what? You know. I can't pronounce words. Just, I'm a writer. <laughs> Say it. Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I also think that um, your your whole thing of real, Shane helping you realize how gay you are is you're not alone there. I think a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, I can relate to that. Re- uh, specifically can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling. Again, if you want to call, we might play your voicemail on the show. 971-217-6130. Back to the recap. Speaking of uh, affairs, Tan Tan seems kind of flirty on the whatever phone call she's having as well. So, uh-huh. and then she asked Dana why she's screaming on the phone. <laughs> so Dana does what anyone who's having an affair does and pretends that it's not her side piece; it's her it's mom. It's her mom, and she's she's Makes stressing her feel me so out. Pressured. Yeah. Her <laughs> support mom, for me is so hard. <laughs> she's a closeted lesbian, and it's super awkward. It's stressful. She wants me to go ride horses. I don't know why. It's weird. Then we go back to uh, Shani's, where a girl has arrived to make a delivery. She's got some flowers for Shane. She's got a delivery shirt on with a little name tag that says Betty. My only note is this flower delivery feels like softcore porn plot. Yes. (laughs) And it does from the instant it begins. Mm -hmm. I, the first time I saw this, did not clock what 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 it was going to be oh really no but i mean i but i don't know why because she literally is like she walks in and is like oh i want to put this in a vase or something She's like you should put those in like water. what can you imagine like someone delivering something to you and like coming into your house she to just put walked, them in there's in like immediate sexual attention to it. it's not like uh like it's like for some reason shane also like from the instant the door <laughs> opens the two of them are like so we're gonna have so we're gonna fuck sex? right <laughs> yeah and i'm like is that what happens when <laughs> Like two queer people meet during a service exchange. Like she's <laughs> dropping off a flower delivery for someone, and the energy is like, "Oh, you showed up with flowers, huh?" Like it's like, "No, I'm a flower delivery person." It's my job. Yeah, tip me. Yeah, it's like I'll uh, tip you. She's a close talker, which I realize is because she's trying to seduce Shane, but it really stressed me out. Yeah, she also looks like she was in Sweet Valley High. Like, she looks like she'd be Elizabeth in Sweet Valley High. Well, they're twins, so she'd be both of them. Yes, but I think she's more of Elizabeth. (laughs) She's more. Just saying. So, uh, also, like, she could be a murderer. Yeah. We don't know. She certainly behaves in very suspicious ways. She's strangely insistent on saying. She doesn't leave. She follows Shane into the house, despite Shane not saying, come in. Right. And is like, hey, put the flowers in this pitcher. Yeah. We're all lucky that Shane escaped from this alive with only just a little sexual encounter yep. at, I don't know, 10 a.m. Whatever to, the fuck time it is. To, uh, it's fuck time. That's what time it is. It's fuck always o'clock. fuck time at Shane's. 
Speaking of appropriate relationships, that makes sense. Um, then we go to the gym. Do you think this is Equinox or do you think this is uh, 24 no, hour fitness? There is actually a California University logo on the oh. wall. So this is oh. their, this is the school's gym. Um, also, so, <laughs> my initials are the same as the fictional California University. So oh I God. always, I, it stands it's out Carly's to me. It's Carly's gym. It's Carly University. That's where everyone is working. Like on a scale of if one is like dressed for the gym and 10 is not dressed for the gym, Jenny's at like a 100. Yeah. Like she, no one has ever been less dressed for the gym in the history of gym going. Yeah. She's still wearing like a weird like doily situation, I think. And she's not there to do it. Charlotte still looks like a ghost. Yeah. She still looks like a ghost. And Charlotte is giving her advice about finding her own voice or whatever. And then Charlotte talks about how she wants boundaries between them. Like Jenny shouldn't be imitating her work. And then it turns out she's clearly sleeping with her student Hunter, who's also at the gym. He like turns around. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Okay. It's me. Can I spot you? She also says, Jenny, have you read any of my stories from my rodeo days? I assume that might refer to a book of stories called my rodeo days. Maybe. The idea that she's actually referring to her own personal rodeo days. I That's find. how I interpreted it. And that I thought was it was. That's how I interpreted it too. Like, have you even read my old shit? <laughs> my old shit from when I was touring with the circus. And Jenny's like, I read all of your shit. <laughs> I, read I have it memorized. Yeah. Your whole catalog is tattooed on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lower back tattoo and, it's, and it just says rodeo days. It's a picture of you on a horse. <laughs> That's why I'm not wearing gym clothes because I don't want you to see it. It would be so it's weird. Super embarrassing. I also can't tell if, like, who's right? Is Jenny mm. stealing? Because honestly, I wouldn't put it past Jenny yeah. Schechter to be like, oh, this is totally an original voice that I have. JK, yeah. it's my teacher's total. But is it a deal? Yeah. Like, do we know? I just want to know who decided to have a meeting in a gym. Charlotte. It's weird. While actively weightlifting too, like not in yeah, like she was the doing social her, area at the gym, not by the smoothie yeah, counter, or in the spa, nope. or nope. But I guess if they're on campus, right, and she's like a professor, then maybe it's just like, oh, I'll be at the gym at this time. Come see me. Does don't you have, have an office? office hours? Last time they were meeting up, it was just in the classroom. Like she doesn't have an office. It was very strange. What is going on at California University? Yeah, they should have had a meeting in like a well. Yeah, we need <laughs> the more bottom public of a well. Yeah, they should have had their meeting. The I'm having office hours at the bottom of a well this weekend. <laughs> if you'd like to From stop by, two thirty to three. Hunter will lower you in. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jenny's he on a little bucket, lower you out. like on a little rope, <laughs> being lowered down in a little bucket to the bottom <laughs> of the well. And she's like, "Have you read my rodeo days?" And Jenny's like, "I've read everything." Everything, 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 everything. Because it's everything. echoey. Rodeo, 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 rodeo days, rodeo days. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> Carmen's like, this is a song we wrote. It's a <laughs> jingle that we're playing every time that we go to a scene of Mark and Gomi. <laughs> and it goes like, <laughs> <laughs> the only appropriate introduction for, uh, what's their shipper name? Momi? Gork. <laughs> Gork. <laughs> yes. So Mark and Gomi are watching Shane and Elizabeth from Sweet Valley High hook up on the couch. The song playing is Playgirl by Lady Tron. I really love Lady Tron. Is that your band? Is that my band? Yeah, because you're Carly Tron. That's why I my screen name for everything is Carly Tron because of the band Lady Tron. Yeah. And Gomi says that's what I call filmmaking. And then they fistball. I just want to say as a person who was once called a filmmaker, this is not (laughs) filmmaking. Don't let them trick you. Yeah, you can't this just watch a filmmaking. hidden camera and be it's like someone sitting watching their nanny cam and being like, this is this what is, I call fit filmmaking. Yeah. This is going to can. This is yeah. absolutely <laughs> going to can. Yeah. This I mean, we're shooing it out fast, but I think we're even I think we might be on our on the track to Sunday. Probably south by. Yes, they're probably south by. Mark paid 
the girl $200 to show up, deliver flowers, I said that in quote hands, and fuck Shane. And Gummy says reality needs little help sometimes. And that's true. Reality TV often stages events like this. But yes. those are people who know they're on a reality TV exactly. show. Um, and then Mark does that thing again where he just wants to know what Shane's feeling. And so he's like, computer enhance. And he like zooms in on oh, Shane's like vacant face. And Gummy's, and Gummy's like, like, fuck you, man. I can't see all the sex. Yeah, show me some tits. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, the roof caves in and Gomi's <laughs> whole body is split then, in half. As it turns out, the tool shed is on an active fault line. And so what happens next is unbelievable. It is blue by mind. It, everything starts to shake. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then just Mark and Gomi are yeah. swallowed by the earth and then uh-huh. it stops. Yeah. And their equipment. Yeah. But the house is fine and the everyone else is fine. is fine. Everyone else is fine. Shane and it's more of a hell mouth keep than making a out. fault line. Yeah, it's more of a hell mouth. And then we're like, oh, good. I'm glad they're gone. Let's go to the next scene, <laughs> which is at the gym. Again, Charlotte tells Jenny to stop talking. Seriously, she tells her, don't talk for a whole day and then write an essay about it. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if this is even a real assignment. I hope it's not. I hope she's just fucking with her because that would be even better. I'm imitating Jenny right now, which is not talking. This is, I mean, what does Jenny have? A, okay. <laughs> The best assignment anyone could give her. I know. Don't talk for a day. Write an essay about it. Yeah, like my, my essay would my be si- my si- that's how Silent Spring was written. Probably <laughs> my essay would be like today I was not allowed to speak for twenty four hours, and then yeah. I would just describe the day. That she's would, gonna call just it to fuck with. She's her. gonna call it the sound of silence. It's just gonna be the lyrics to Sound of Silence. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. She's like, I this is an original thought. <laughs> yeah. I stole this from no one. That's yeah. just my artistic. Please, yeah, and it rhymes. Into this. What the fuck? Further. Yeah. Then tennis we, time. Tennis time. They're playing a song I like. Alice has roped Shane into coming with her all the way out to La Jolla. All the way out to La Jolla. Shane's shirt says transition with a Z. And Alice is wearing like a full, like she's like knitted her entire outfit. She's knitted herself. <laughs> I think she knitted hat. herself into the outfit. Yeah, she knitted herself into the outfit. It's a sex thing. <laughs> and Shane is like, this is bad. But Alice is like, I have to go talk to Dana. That's when Shane realizes that Alice did not tell Dana they were coming. Yeah. And so Shane has to play lookout while Alice dashes into the hotel room and her and Dana like make out maniacally. But it's like a hostage situation. Yes, it is. It is because um, she doesn't have an escape plan. No. And she also says that she's not going to leave unless Dana tells Tanya when she gets back from this phone call, she's really excited to be on with someone else. And so then the, the, the plan is like, Shane, if you see Tanya, call me on the phone. And she does. And Tanya comes in. Alice like runs to the bathroom. And then <laughs> Tanya hilarious. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's so funny that Alice like bounds in. She's like, surprise. And Tennis anyone? Tennis anyone? And like has yeah. a racket. And, and Tanya's like, like, oh, it's so cute. Your friend's here to support you. And because Dana's been a bundle of nerves. I can't wait to get into Betty Bye with my pookie pie. <laughs> After Ten, tenny Jesus. Game. After my tenny time. <laughs> and she's like, I'm so happy that Melissa Rivers is here. It's such a coup for us to get her. Heineken's thrilled. Yeah. So that's Tanya's a robot. There. Um also yeah. there is a really there's a really funny thing that Alice and Shane discuss right before she runs into the hotel room. Where she's like, here's the phone, call me if you see her. And Shane's like, This is dumb. And Alice goes, I don't have time for this, Shane. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like so the, the line delivery of that is brilliant. Yeah, like her, the the dynamics of Alice and Shane's friendship oh, in these scenes it. is so cute and funny. 
because Alice is like Shane is just like not there for it and Alice is just yeah. like come on like as though it was all Shane's idea it's really funny yeah. I thought it was super cute I, I enjoyed all of the Alice and Shane parts of this whole thing then we go to Carmen and Jenny on a date and Carmen says I had a great time with you what were they doing walking around that's all I mean maybe they watched a movie that would have been a good way for Jenny to not this have to talk this makes so much sense for me because I totally like <laughs> blinked and missed the part where she wasn't allowed to speak for 24 oh. hours and then I came into this and like the next thing that happens is Carmen's like I just hope next time you're more verbal and my note is why would anyone tell Jenny to be more verbal <laughs> <laughs> and uh carmen and jenny kiss i think the band betty is singing in spanish at this point oh great. is that what's happening which i thought i thought that was a bit much for a scene with carmen in it speaking of a bit much <laughs> this next scene is unforgivable well when we find out why jenny looked like that it turns out they just only wanted to like do her makeup once because now suddenly she's at, in a circus act she's a so Jenny's writing her like, you know, Cirque du Soleil article. She thing. writes the ringmaster on like, the top of the page. Yeah. Starring her as the silent ballerina. She's and starring sad Charlotte as the ringmaster who yeah. calls for boys and girls, girly boys and boyish girls. <laughs> I'm so glad tops, you Tops, bottoms, queers, buys, <laughs> transgenders, and label-free people of every stripe and variety come to this freak show. Why would you say that at the freak show? That's like your marketing and it's bad marketing. You can't say that once everyone's there. She has a whip. Sure she does. Jenny's a silent ballerina with weird makeup and she's wearing like a several dresses. Um, then we have the beautiful temptress. Yikes. <gasps> Which is Carmen only it's like the wrong racist brown yep. girl thing because yeah. she has like 12 arms. Yep. Yeah. Which... I was thinking was like a Hindu goddess mm -hmm. thing. It is. Yeah. Which, um, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, like it's like so, whoever, I mean, yeah, in they the writing process, they're like, mm, you know, like some brown, <laughs> brown, what is a, with, what's with an icon? A lot of arms. <laughs> yeah, like brown I, but arms. Yeah, like I feel like I've seen someone who kind of vaguely looks like that doing this. Can we like repurpose it? And they, and they all thought that was fine. They all thought it was fine. They thought that was fine. They also thought that Shane's outfit was fine. As oh. a tamer. A temptress tamer with a whip. With a whip and a like Aladdin vest. Because that and, is how yeah. white folks do tame. <laughs> That's true. Yes. That is valid. I think she has like a drawn on mustache. It's bad. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on. Like a, yeah. Ugh. I was it's hoping nothing. to not write anything down. <laughs> Because, like, I wanted to black it out. Yeah. Because I, I honestly did also remember, like, there's a very large subplot in The L Word that I just don't understand because every time when I was watching it that a circus flashback happened, I skipped. Because mm. they're just, like, my note is temptress, tamer, silent ballerina, Jenny's writing sucks. <laughs> like, I just always was like, this is so unpleasant to watch. They're, yeah, like, very. very uncomfortable and weird. And they don't make sense or yeah. and no. like aren't good or interesting stories yeah like you're no. supposed i feel like you're supposed to take away from these i don't even know as like oh jenny's so deep she's working through this this stuff and i'm like no this is so weird and bad yeah and as we know um eileen herself wrote all the scenes of jenny writing which means she wrote all these flashbacks or fantasies or yeah. whatever they are and so i think but i think that you know Eileen, you can still invite me over for dinner. From <clears throat> the birds. Then Jenny falls off of the platform and lives. She falls off and then 
we are back in the tool shop. So Kelly is coming over and Mark's the flower delivery girl. Yeah. And it's like, here's your tape. If you, but it's fine. If you don't want me to use it, then it's fine. I won't use it. She's like, oh, really? Because I don't want you to use it. And he's like, I'm not a robot. (laughs) And he's like, uh, well, I do want to use it. And she's like, I don't want to upset Shane. And Mark is upset because it looks like Kelly cares about Shane and he's jealous. And he's also still obsessed. He's like, I've never seen a woman have that much power over other women. It's he's like, also, oh. we, I feel like it's like what he's really taken aback by is this idea of like, oh, you like see Shane as a person and not an object <laughs> and a passive character in my film. Yeah. But then she's like, she was so nice to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> Like she was there so nice? Yeah, like I'm like, was there like a post? Was there like a snuggle scene that oh we're not God. seeing? Yeah. Was there like we were a, not privy to a that. meal afterwards? Made, like nice to me. Shane took all the flower petals and like dropped them all over her body, and then like anointed her <laughs> with oil, and was like, "You're so beautiful." You know, they I went to get, a lake okay, afterwards. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, they, they like, I have to go to a tennis tournament now. Goodbye. Yeah, they had a really nice day. I'm Sounds sure. Like it. And, and he's like, I'm jealous. And she's like, of me or of her. Yeah, it's clear that Mark and Kelly have hooked up in the past, yeah. I think. And then... Uh, the Root and Tootie Fresh and Fruity La Jolla <laughs> Heineken Jam. Yeah, Tennis Jam and, and Razzin' Dazzin'. They've put the cool music on again. Yeah. Everyone's outfits are incredible, in my opinion. Correct. Everyone looks... I mean... Uh, I do think Tanya's glasses were stolen from like a 3D ride at Disneyland. But (laughs) other than that, like Shane has on this little sweater vest and like they're all in like these pinks and blues and yellows. And they're all doing like their version of what they think tennis scarb is. And it's wonderful. It is. And uh, Tanya is totally freaked out to see that Melissa Rivers doesn't have any water. Yeah, no, she runs over there, right? Yeah, she runs over to spit right into Melissa Rivers' mouth. (laughs) (laughs) How could they not see that her water bottle just ran out and run her another one while she watches a game? I want you to know that until I watch this. What is she doing there? What is is her being there, the coup? Like, what is the coup? What is she doing? She's announcing. What is she announcing? Fashion police. Up next. (laughs) (laughs) Dana is taking the... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like tennis announcers. Then Alice is like, okay, Shane, really quick, read this letter I wrote for Dana and it's to say to Tanya. And, and Shane I wrote starts the reading most it. sensitive, amazing script of all time for you admitting like, you had an affair. And she's like, you cannot <laughs> say this. This, this is, is so mean. Because she, she, it basically is like, I really respect and love all that you've done for my career. <laughs> and then Shane is like, this is karmically wrong. And if you and Dana end up together, it's going to come back. And which is like, whoa, because before that, it seemed like Shane kind of was supportive of their relationship. Yeah. So that's like, and then Alice is like, Yoda needs to give me some better advice or Yoda needs to shut the fuck up. Yep. Yeah, well, Obi-Wan Kenobi needs to stop stalking the person that's Seriously. not out as her girlfriend yet. Come on. Uh, Alice is, is acting like she had like 14 cold brews at this point. I know. I, yeah. I, still, I still loved it and thought it was cute. No, she's adorable. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm she's glad great. I'm glad but that she's stalking her because the just the visual their outfits was so cute. That's my opinion. It's a good opinion. Toe to toe toe. Time for toe. Toe, toe. time. Bet and Kit are going to the W Hotel for toe time. Toe time. And Not to be confused with Dana and Alice's toe time earlier in the episode. <laughs> totally well, yeah. different. This toe time is with Benjamin Bradshaw. Theory of everything. Kit is dragging her sister to a toe seminar so that she can be transformed. And Bed is doing it 
to be nice. Yes. Though at one point, Bette is taking notes and Kit sees her taking notes mm-hmm. and is like, cool. Yeah. She, and she's like, probably working. like Revlon Foundation, <laughs> Cetaphil, uh, you know, <laughs> Red Shampoo, paper towels. And it cleaning. turns out that Benjamin is like on some Brene Brown shit. Like he's yeah. like vulnerability. I know. I'm reading this Brene Brown book literally <laughs> right now. And I was like, wait, this like seriously right now I'm reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And I was oh, like, God. um... Because in the past, every time I've seen this, I've been like, this is all nonsense bullshit. But then he was like, vulnerability. I was like, wait a second. Uh-oh. Um, well. Valid. And as a PSA, like, that is something that yeah. people in Los Angeles love. Is like <laughs> oh uh, an evangelist cult leader who talks about how to improve yourself. Oh, LA loves that shit. Um, yeah. That's like maybe I, I always, that's how I always open. Like, yeah, I live in LA. It's. Everyone there really likes cults. It's true. They want to join them. We're all susceptible. I don't know why. It's because we are so vulnerable. We're all afraid to be alone. And yeah. And we just want someone to tell us what to do. Yeah. Well, and that's pretty much what happens here. Yeah. Yeah. Beth's like, I don't want your advice until she gets the advice. And then she's like, I'm in. Let's do it. How much is the next (laughs) seminar? Can we do a monthly payment? (laughs) Is it a year long commitment or can I just go month to month? How does one enter into the tow community? Then we go back to the Tutti Fruities. We're back in the hallway of tennis. And their their colors, like Dana's outfit and Alice's outfit look really great. Dana reads the script and she hates it. For obvious reasons. Then we go back to Toe and Bet and Kit's like, Are you gonna do the assignment? She's like, No. And also and Kit was like, You said you got something out of it. She's like, Yeah, I get something out of the Vogue horoscopes too, but doesn't mean they're credible or whatever. So Wait, but you didn't say what, what the assignment was. Oh, the assignment was to Steal flowers. Pick he, them herself. Benjamin's like, go pick some flowers. Oh, first of all, first of all, wait. Kit has told Benjamin Bet's Everything. entire story and yeah. Bet is pissed. That's true. It's like, Bet's like, hey, my name is, like, I know your name and I know and that you're like, having marital troubles and I know, and I know that, that, that your wife is, is secretly pregnant <laughs> and I know that you tried to talk to her yesterday but she shut you down and I yeah. know that you're really upset about it and that then you ran into Helena. Like, it's like a... Like, as if he's the one with Mark's cameras but they're at Bet's house. Man, <laughs> you know. Oh, what a reveal that would be. Yeah. So he's like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to pick flowers. You got to pick them yourself. You, they can't be store-bought. Can you tell? Can you tell? <laughs> I, I, I don't think you can tell. And I feel like I'd be able to tell because I'd be like, what are these shitty limp flowers <laughs> well, yeah. that look like they came from the park? Yeah. Like, I don't... It, where can you pick flowers unless you have your own garden? It's not legal to just take someone else's flowers. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Like also note to Benjamin, like we're all supposed to have succulent lawns because it's bad Hello? for the environment yeah. and the drought. What about like, the drought, bitch? Show, she should have shown up ultimately with like 12 palm fronds. <laughs> just, ca- just gathered together just with a, like a ribbon. And, and like a cactus in the middle. Like don't oh, touch. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> he if says, you're trying to woo me. That's how to do it. I will accept palm awesome. fronds, but only if they are. You hear that, hand-picked. everyone? Handpicked. Handpicked palm fronds around a succulent for Carmen. Yes. Yes. Um, he says that he then she then needs to take them to Tina and tell her you hold all the cards, and no matter what she says back to her, to just keep saying you hold all the. She's cards. gonna be like, "Are we playing Uno or what?" what? Well, I Go was fish? also like, I feel like, how did Benjamin know that that's every. Like queer woman's favorite cop out line, like it's up to you. <laughs> Balls in your court. Like, are you fucking oh my saying? God. Just communicate clearly what you would uh, like, so that people can respond accordingly. Seriously. 
So Benjamin knows. He's like, I'm going to pitch advice that's on her level. I'm going to yeah. tell her to do a dramatic gesture that ultimately doesn't actually communicate anything except desperation yep. and yeah. leaves everyone really frustrated. Right. Like, Lesbianism. He's like, he's like, Bet's going to love this. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what Tina's into. Also, I think Tina does hold all the cards and we already all know that, don't we? I mean, she doesn't yeah. even let Bet into the home. She so literally yeah, is holding like- a baby inside her that she won't let Bet touch she's literally Except incubating she's a deck of Bet's cards dime? yeah yeah <laughs> you hold no, all I, the genetic cards in our child's future i don't know <laughs> no she's like you hold all the cards she's like i thought that i left those behind when i moved out but like, why uh, do you have so many cards okay yeah you're right i do have an extra deck she has like what those dyke. she has like a dyke deck Ugh. man if ben someone gave me a dyke trying deck. to communicate that she needed her tarot cards back. yeah <laughs> she's like i left those i'm you so sorry have my wild unknown deck and i'm gonna <laughs> I'm missing an oracle and I do like to draw one card a day and it's a little (laughs) difficult to do when you're hoarding all of them in your apartment that I'm paying for. So you hold all the cards. Let me know when you're willing to let me have them back. Thank you. I sold these flowers from a rose garden. (laughs) Then we go Mm. to the locker room. Here it is. It's about to happen. Dana is says Tanya. Tanya's like, I need to tell you something. Dana's like, I need to tell you something. And Tanya's like, you go first. And then Dana says, like, you came into my life when I was trying to figure out who I really was. And you made me feel so well taken care of. You had such respect for me that I started learning to respect myself. And I'll never forget that or stop being thankful. But I think I confused it with something else. I think I confused gratitude with love. Weeping. It's a really good speech. It is because I, I think about that a lot. Yeah. Often. Like I think about this speech. She often. like articulated that situation. Beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you juxtapose that with um, Alice's batshit. I was going to say this is like Alice is reading the edited version of her post trying to figure out like where she went wrong and what, what the outlet was really looking for like, in terms hey, of did voice. Did you rewrite my post? I'm like, no, I didn't do that. Come on. So it's, um, it's like a really beautiful moment. And it's also the first time that we actually really it seems like Dana does understand what happened with Tanya in a way that she has not articulated at all. Yeah, and she suddenly she's articulating all of it in a way that's really, I think, touching and yeah, it's it's just a insightful. really great scene. Yeah, which makes it a bummer because Dana is being so vulnerable raw for the first time ever in her life. Yeah. And she's crying and she feels really bad. And then Melissa Rivers shows up. And Melissa Rivers just runs in and is like, hey, honey, did you tell her yet? And then continues uh. to misunderstand everything because, you know... Because television. Yeah, it wouldn't be a TV show if there was a... This was, I do feel, one of the most bananas choices. I remember when this originally yeah. happened. Yeah, and I was I, like... Being like, what? what? <laughs> you could, you don't walk into... It's like Alice has been one up. Like the whole time yeah. I'm like, Alice, you're fucking up. You're going to leave behind this note. Tanya's going to find your fucking draft in the thing. No, turns out it's Melissa Rivers. Is like, hold my beer. I'm going to storm into their conversation and ask if she's done it yet. And because I mean, Dana's well, crying, she assumes the answer is yes. So she just she keeps just talking. keeps going and then kisses Tanya. And then we find out that Melissa and Tanya have fallen in love. In because, the course of the day. Right. Because, but let's be real. Same thing happened with Dana. No, it's true. This She thinks she found someone more famous than Dana. Yep. And so, and that's what she is. That she's like a famous girl climber. And also, but here's the other thing is that remember there was a point in season one when she mentions Melissa Rivers, Tanya mentions Melissa Rivers. I can't remember the exact context, but I, I didn't notice it till watching it this time. Um, but it's possible wow, that they foreshadowed this. Yeah. So that is 
weird. I don't know if they were foreshadowing it or if because of that they were like, let's see if Melissa Rivers will be on the show. Yeah, probably. And then Dana is like, are you even gay? (laughs) Which is very funny. (laughs) And Melissa's like, I like to think of myself as label free and I fell in love with Tanya, the person, not the gender. And And then they run off together. on a knife. (laughs) Um, I worked with Melissa Rivers once and she was very nice. Did you fall? We did not fall in love. Did she steal anyone's boo? No, actually, she did not. It's a bummer. She was lovely. A nice thing, though, that it does let Dana off the hook. I mean, it's such a bizarre twist if you could call it that and one that truly came out of nowhere and dana hasn't even confessed the actual truth yeah and she's never gonna get to yeah i don't don't think she was going to because also i don't think that i mean obviously the affair with alice was what pushed her but her and tanya were a bad idea anyway i think she could have just left that conversation pretty much there and just been like i confused gratitude for love i can't marry you I'm sorry, we have to break up. Yeah. And it Tomorrow I will be done. dating my best friend and you I will don't never like, explain the context. You definitely don't like show up at the planet anytime soon because I will yeah. be there with Alice. And also the planet's closed for renovations for the next three weeks. Bye. <laughs> You're going to have to get your coffee at that other coffee shop, Java Bean. Bye. Nirvana, Nirvana Bean. Nirvana Bean. Nirvana Bean. Oh, God. It also begs the question, why... If Tanya knew she had to break this news, mm-hmm. oh, I guess she only found out very recently. Like, why has she been saying all this pookie rookie dookie shit if yeah. she knew she had to dump her boo? Like, why wasn't she being cold and withdrawn like others? <laughs> like she's supposed to be. They were supposed to, yeah, like their relationship was supposed to fizzle out until both of them couldn't recognize it anymore. That's the only way That's forward. how love yeah. ends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a slow, slow decline. Not with a... Melissa Rivers bang but with a whimper yeah, yeah like this was a misrepresentation of lesbian life this is I, not queer culture yeah this yeah, is no. way too passionate for a lesbian relationship <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> then we change gears completely and we're going to the Peabody dinner on the roof of the chateau yes where I'm everyone so is <laughs> that this takes place at the <laughs> I love the Chateau. It's like one of my favorite places to be, to go. I'm so upset that all of the things that occur are like Mm -hmm. entangled now in this place that is going to be tainted for the rest of my life. Did they actually film at the Chateau? Is Chateau Marmont? Yeah, Yeah, Marmont. Um, I always think of Joan Didion. When she goes to talk on the phone. was always there. Yeah. I'm always there. I I always think of Carmen. She's always there. Yeah, I always get brunch there. I always think about Carmen Rios. I've had the brunch I, there. It was very mediocre. I once had brunch there and I'm like pretty sure DJ Khaled was there. I hope he's... I was hanging. there having brunch and Jack White was there. <gasps> yeah, for real. That's a true okay, story. Okay, you know who was on the other Hot side goss. of me? I'm <laughs> I'm upping the ante. Okay. I had, who is the sad man from the Callista Flockhart show who then played Iron Man? Oh, Robert Downey Jr. There you go. Ding, ding. He was also there. The sad man. The I just wow. remember him being sad. Like, I feel like he's doing much better now. This I'm happy for him. Yeah, yeah. He had a lot of he had well, some yeah, problems for a while. So anyway. So the Chateau, that's the where chateau. they are because apparently these philanthropists have so much money <laughs> that they can like rent out the restaurant. Yeah. Sure. The Peabody Foundation is just like a big money fountain. Yeah. Yeah. They're just a fountain. Like, it's just money. The Peabody is not what nonprofits rich. do. They're super no. rich. Just as a as a PSA. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but it is what rich lady foundations do. It is, yeah. And that's what the Peabody Foundation is. So Helena's been just raving about the Center for Social Justice. He wants us, she wants us all to take a tour of your like of, of your office? office building. Which, if I remember correctly from previous scenes, is really not much to look at. It's, it's like really a closet not. filled with art supplies. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's where yeah, Tina keeps is, the box that said live plan. This is, <laughs> this is where we put our shoes. This is our desk. Um, is we our have desks. computers, chairs. Um, so there's like a keyboard that goes with each monitor. 
Um, and then we have like drawers. So in the drawers, you'll find like files, but you find know pencils. What? That is what funders do. Funders like oh, want to yeah. come look at they the little zoo. They're like, oh, I feed the animals. Like because yeah. of me, all of these like 10-year-old machines are in this room so that these good people can do work for free. That's so real. Like, here's our outdated version of Microsoft Word. And they're like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> oh, what great CD-ROM files. So it's boring as fuck. Yeah. And then Helena gets like, excuse me, and then goes inside makes a phone call and says the strangest thing. <laughs> I mean, this is the strangest part of the episode like this. That's a, that's a tall, that's a big I, claim. Yeah. This I'm is putting it up there. This is the most upsetting series of events for okay. me of this episode. Go for, it. Go for it. But before we get into the upsetting thing, I like to say that Helena's looks really great and Helena suit. looks amazing. It's probably because she's so turned on. <laughs> she calls Gina from, the pool of the chateau is yes, that what that I is guess so, yeah. like that's not a private residence she just really goes not. down to the pool no one's there which is not realistic not. like we all know people would be at the pool at all hours of night yeah, try going to a pool doing a drugs. hotel pool in la and like even finding at the a chateau seat. yeah Let like Lindsay lohan would have been there yeah she would have paris hilton would have been there <laughs> sam ronson would have been djing the pool yeah, yeah but instead no one's there and helena calls what if it was just joan didian sitting there like crying <laughs> Writing, <laughs> writing in her notebook. Ugh, and I then that. she would be, she'd be recording silently the conversation where Helena calls Tina, who's inside, and says, "Don't these dinners make you so horny?" Which is, wow, no, not even a hello. the opposite. She's like, well, if you'd slid your foot under the table and touch my foot with your foot, maybe I'd be horny, but she didn't. Yeah, would it make you sat horny me next to a man? One of us was barefoot and the other was wearing boot leg jeans, boot cut, boot, boot leg. Cut. Bootleg is like when something's illegal. Yeah, bootleg is when something's illegal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then we go to another pool. It's Beth's pool in her own backyard, where she's picking flowers. <laughs> Back to the chateau pool. <laughs> Seriously, Helena looks so good. She does, <laughs> but unfortunately, she wants to undress because she wants to go for a swim with Tina. And Tina's never had sex while pregnant, I guess. Is that what I she think? Said? Yeah, she I, says yeah. something about I've first never done time this before. Yeah. Yeah, sex while pregnant. And also, or sex this in a is, pool. It's really. It could be. A, I mean, they have sex she in a pool. Kind public of sex. Pool. Public sex. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably public sex. But also, she hasn't slept with a woman that isn't bet, also. Maybe it was anal. Maybe she was going to do anal. Maybe, she, maybe we didn't see it, but Helena's little <laughs> pinky finger was like rimming her asshole. And she's like, I've never done it before. She's like, I'd oh love to be here God. first. <laughs> You know, that's incredibly specific. And then Tina's like, well, I don't feel attractive about myself. I'm pregnant. And Helen is like, that's what turns me on. And that <laughs> is the most upsetting part of this episode for me. There's like a lot that occurs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I do think this is the beginning of like if Tina is trying to be someone who is not controlled by Bet anymore. Shouldn't she be with someone who is not like very literally controlling her? Oh, yeah. Like. The whole relationship has been Helena telling her where to go and what to do and what to do and when to be horny. Yeah. She literally left one cult for another. She also said she wanted to see another side of Tina, which no one, which is very, no one's ever wanted. No one that. wants to see another side of Tina. No, Everyone knows what's up. There I mean, isn't. What, yeah. yeah There's what other one side is to there? Tina. Tina's just a piece like, of cardboard <laughs> with, no. a, with a, who's 3.5 months pregnant. <laughs> sure. She's eight months pregnant. And then like, I feel like 
it also unfolds strangely because I did notice that there's like a pretty extended period of time where Tina is naked on a getting naked on a lawn chair, <laughs> just right out. Like there are lights around the pool. Like yeah. people inside can definitely see what's going on. Yep. And Tina is like getting naked and Helena is not. That's the memory I have. And that's when the violin music begins. (laughs) (laughs) Which is in that post that I... Oh, my God. Was Steph saying shout out to the creepy violin music playing in the background (laughs) during the pool scene? I think it's great that they're showing pregnant sex representation Mm because that's important because I feel like pregnant women are not usually sexualized in stuff like this. And they are still sexual beings. Mm Mm-hmm. And pregnant women should have sex and be sexy. It would have been cool if then all of a sudden like three like guys who are in a rock band who are also singing in the hotel yeah. came and were like, belly flow. Yeah. <laughs> they start throwing the lounge chairs yeah. into the pool. <laughs> Bring the beer, man. <laughs> I got a keg. Oh my and Helena God. would be like, shh, I'm trying to see another side of Tina. <laughs> There's a moment. This they're like, quality fucking. They're like right together. <laughs> they're like together and kissing and then like. Helena like floats away and there's this moment where they're like across the pool from each other and I'm like are they about to do like choreographed oh my like, god if they've done like Roger swimming? <laughs> um bet I can't wait for them to go back to the dinner smelling like chlorine soaking wet yeah and I mean yeah like no one had a bathing suit so they're just like in their whatever um, yeah, and then yeah. um so like I had also, a water birth people I might fell not in. <laughs> I fell in. I wonder who pushed me. <laughs> well, and the Chateau pool might never be empty, but I do feel like this was for me. I was like, oh, so much of this show does make sense now that I live in L.A. <laughs> Lesbians do fuck in the pool all the time. Mm. Yeah, they do. Bet, Bet tries to call Tina while this is happening, but uh, Tina is unreachable. Mm-hmm. She because she is she's in the finger pool. Fucking in underwater. The pool. Yeah. Yeah. Underwater sex. Yeah. I think I wrote an erotica story like that once. Who hasn't? Right. Uh, so Bet leaves the flowers on Tina's doorstep with a little note. This is you it's a huge all, note. Yeah, you with, hold on to like the cards, and then there's an asterisk that it's like <laughs> wild unknown tarot deck, Uno deck, um, <laughs> dyke deck, playing cards, American presidents playing cards. Those you know? greeting cards that I gave you for all the years we were together yeah. and celebrated Christmas and your birthday. Yeah, I actually have to write a few thank you cards, and you are literally holding all of them. For some reason, when you moved out, you took the set of. Yeah. And blank cards with you yeah. that I bought specifically for correspondence. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to like a big networking thing tomorrow and you have both of our business cards. You have all the business cards. You know, I just got a brand new box and you took them. Mm. Brand Why new box. Why did you take them? You know what I mean? Ew. Okay. And then the episode ends with like a very, very funny little, yeah. little moment. Which is... Um, so Shane, Shane is sitting in the back of the car in the middle of the back seat by herself for yeah. no reason. But it's whatever. It's yeah, a visual. No. It's a fun visual. It's a fun visual. Yeah. You just, you just forgive them for it. Yeah. And she's just like looking Dana and Alice are in the front seat and Shane is laughing. Laughing her ass off. Well, and Dana and Alice look shook as fuck. They look yeah. so shook. Which is so real. I feel like there's yeah. like you think there's someone who you want to be with and something's getting in the way of it. And then like blah, blah, blah. All this shit happens and everyone's life falls apart. And then you're like actually together. And then you're like, oh, my God, now we're actually together. Well, also the way it happened. Yeah. Like the Melissa Rivers thing must have like it came out of nowhere for yeah. us. Also for them. Uh huh. So they're just like, oh, we're together. But like, wow, that was fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Shane's laughing. So everyone is. um Enjoying their montage. And then the credits came on and they said Baby Dyke and I wrote it down. <laughs> yep. Baby Dyke, just straight up Baby Dyke. It didn't say Baby Dyke one. Yeah, like, no, like, yeah, Baby Dykes. Mm. And that was the episode. 
general thoughts. General thoughts. Do we like this episode? I'm going to say not really. No. No. I like the um, Alice and Shane stuff. That yeah. I thought that Alice and Dana stuff and Dana's breakup was good. Um, I think everything else, though, I didn't like. I think a lot of people did really like the Helena Tina pool sex thing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't my favorite, but each their own. Yeah. I feel like this episode took a lot from me. Like forever. <laughs> your soul. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the Chateau Something. tennis. I used to play that. God, you're right. You're never going to get those things back. Yeah. Like it's. You're like, I used to play tennis and now I, I can't, can't anymore. Know. Yeah. I gave away my tennis dress and everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I had to. I had to really let it go. And my Latin lover. My everyone loves a Latin girl shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to go home and let go of that, that too. Out. Yeah. You could just screen print your own. Everyone loves a Latin girl shirt if you wanted to. <laughs> you know, get some stencils. Spray paint. Yeah. Yeah. DIY. You led that at camp, so you could do it. It's true. That's T-shirt true. cutting oh and stenciling, which was roughly translated into Carmen accidentally cutting your shirt in half <laughs> to stencil it. Uh, what a time. Carmen, this is a question we ask everyone yeah. that comes on the show. If you could read fanfic about any characters on the show, who would those characters be? Carmen. <laughs> and? Not just because of the name. But uh, I feel like we don't know enough about Carmen's actual life. And then she disappears. But Carmen and who? Oh, does there have to be someone else? Yeah. Oh. Like a sexy, like a sexy fanfic. Oh, I see. <laughs> um. Oh, God. I mean. <laughs> two Carmens. <laughs> two Carmens. Yes. Carmen and Carmen. Carmen and Carmen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just her in conversation with herself about how she should have never fucked with those girls, Shane and Jenny. <laughs> so like a masturbation scene. Sure. I mean, we could do like power couple shit. We could go with Bet and Helena. Mm. Yeah. A top off. It's a top yes. off. Yes. The top off didn't proceed. They didn't. They weren't in the same. Oh, no, they did. We did not mention. They oh had, did God. have a top off at the art show. And once again, Helena came out victorious. So it's Helena, Helena to Bet. Zero yeah. in the top off. Yeah, which sucks. That'll be equalized in the fanfic. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, Carmen, tell us um, where people can find you on social media. Tell us more about um, your podcast. Ooh, I'm excited. Well, you can find me on social media at Carmen Rios, three S's. Um, <laughs> on, there's someone named Carmen Rios who took a lot of my properties. So I have claimed oh, them. Oh my God. Um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, my website is CarmenFuckingRios.com. <laughs> I'm supposed to set up a redirect, but I desire not to. So I have not. You. It's been a few years. Don't do it. Um, and let's see. Propaganda comes out every other week. And we explore all sorts of different things in different thematic season so we're in the heat season right now auto shuttle star Brittany Nichols was in my first episode Ooh, about friend, the of the pod, friend of the pod friend of the pod Brittany Nichols yeah um and yeah you can find that at bitchmedia.org slash podcast yeah you should also listen subscribe to it when this to is over. bitch magazine because it's a great bitch magazine yeah. awesome. and the Peabody Foundation did not give them any they money didn't. This so season. you should give them your money yeah. we need it it's yeah. true yeah <laughs> Helena Peabody pulled all funding for bitch <laughs> And you also um, work at Ms. I do, which you can find all the things I publish at MsMagazine.com. I do a lot of that as, as the digital editor. That is what yes. I do. Tis your purview. Tis true. 
And you can find Ellen back at to Ellen back on Instagram and on Twitter. And I'm auto win and Carly's, you know, whatever. at large. <laughs> Carly John. Oh, you know, you mentioned this before that like your username was inspired by Lady Tron. Mm-hmm. But like, did that scene where Lady Tron's in the background while Mark's being a total dickbag take that away from you? Yeah, it fucked me up. I need to know that someone else is suffering because of the L word. Oh, we're like, all has, okay, cool. As long as I know it's robbed others the L word of the things taketh, they love and cherish. The L word giveth and the L word taketh away. The L word introduced me to the awesome band, The Organ. Uh-huh. But now every time I listen to them, I have to think about the L word. The L word. Yeah. And that sucks. It, but I knew about Ladytron prior um, because, as I mentioned before, I worked in Urban Outfitters. And so we got new CDs every week. And so at the time, we had a bunch of Ladytron CDs. And I was really into them. And then I made all of my, like, whatever. I signed up for, like, Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be Carlytron. And then it just stuck forever. I think we both signed up for Twitter in, like, 2008. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I did, too. We were early adopters. Yeah, yeah we were. Okay, so at the end of the podcast, I go like one, two, three, and then we all say an L word. You have to think of an L word. And just any, any L word? Yeah, any word that starts with L. Yours will be better than um, this guy. Mine are always really bad. Mm-hmm. They are not good. Oh. <clears throat> one, two, three. Lanarium. What'd you say? I said lavender. It's the word I got out. Oh, that's good. On a spelling bee once. It haunts say? me to this day. Um, I said leering. As I didn't know if La La Land was a word, and I didn't want to say anything that had been said before, and that's what Mark is doing throughout the show, Leering. Accurate. I said linoleum, which is a type of flooring. Beautiful. Carmen, thank you so much for being with us Oh my God, thank you. This was fun. Thank you so much. Everyone, go listen to Propaganda. Subscribe. Follow Carmen. Follow Carmen. Yeah. Carmen is awesome. She will not spill beer on you. I would never... And please As don't a flirting spill tactic. beer. No, yeah, and if you spill beer on me, that's yeah. not flirting. Beer. She hasn't only, done laundry in a while. Do not spill beer on her today. Yeah, yeah. only palm frond bouquets are. <laughs> that's it. Like, like that is all. That's all she's yeah. accepting at this time. And do not tell me I hold all the cards. <laughs> don't <laughs> want throw these the cards car. right back in your face. <laughs> Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that.